My peoples, my peoples, my peoples, welcome to Right Away Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Martin. Thank you again for sharing your time with me, your energy. Um, I appreciate it. I really do. Thank you so much for stopping by wherever you are in your part of the world. Thank you for stopping by and sharing some, some part of my world. Thank you so much. I have to start off the day by saying happy birthday to Malcolm X. Uh, would have been 95, I think, today. Happy birthday to you, my friend. You woke a lot of us up. Woke a lot of us up. Um, and so that's what I really uh, appreciate about Malcolm X is that he not only woke people up, but he was willing to say, I need to learn constantly. You need to learn constantly. And that's what I've tried to do. That's what I've tried to do. There have been quite a few people that have uh, impacted me. James Baldwin, Malcolm X, Stokely Carmichael, uh, uh, Bertrand Russell, a bunch of people. Michael Collins. I could go on. Martin Luther King. I could go on and on and on. Uh, Albert Einstein. Uh, just a bunch of people. A bunch of, a bunch of people. But um, Malcolm is the one that really got me hyped up about reading and learning. He wasn't the one that introduced me to reading and learning, but he was the one that really made that cool for me. Once I read Malcolm, once I understood what Malcolm was talking about, I dived into it head first and have been diving into it ever since. Ever since. Very seldom will you find me without a book. And that was that first Malcolm influence. Um, and Malcolm... For me, uh, I don't know how he impacted other people, but for me, he, he let me know it was okay to be visible. Don't make yourself invisible to make somebody else comfortable. That's what he did for me. Don't make yourself invisible to make somebody else comfortable. The hell with their comfort when it comes to you having to be invisible for that comfort to, to um, sustain itself. No way. And that's what he did for me. He gave me that confidence that I when I, when I, when I look in the mirror, I don't see anybody that's inferior. I don't see anybody that's stupid. I don't see anybody that's lacking. I don't see anybody that is um, less capable. I don't see that. I don't see it. What I see is somebody very capable, more than capable. Somebody that doesn't have to measure up. Somebody that measures up on their own, just being themselves. In their own essence, they measure up. So that's what Malcolm did for me. So happy birthday to you, Mr. Malcolm. I keep, I've been keeping a journal for a long time. And I can't say every single May 19th. But 
if somebody was if I when I if I died tomorrow, somebody went through my journals, May 19th pretty often had me saying something about Malcolm X. And it wasn't just happy birthday. It was something I said about him, how he impacted me, how he impacted me as a man, made me a better man, a better father when my children were young, um, kept me on the, not the straight and narrow, because nobody's on the straight and narrow. That doesn't exist for human beings because we're flawed, but kept me out of, out of things that I had no business with because I wanted to be the example to my children that Malcolm and people like Malcolm were to me. I didn't want to do anything where I couldn't look my kids in the face and say, oh, wow, I did that. I didn't. So Malcolm was a big part of that. Malcolm was a big part of that. Yeah, he came from wherever he came from, but he straightened himself out, straightened himself out, and he didn't brag about it. He just lived his life in a, in a way that was going to show people that you can, you can stray off the straight and narrow way off and come back and be a, a beautiful example of not what perfection is because we don't have perfection. We never reach perfection. But of what trying to live a, a decent, wholesome life. And along the way, actually caring about other individuals. That's a big one. That's a big one. I think a lot of times people in not just political arenas, but in uh, 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 social arenas, it, it, social arenas a lot of times these people don't want change what they want is the power that other people have they want to trade power that's what they want to do that's really really what they want to do they don't care nothing about the person in the neighborhood although that gets them grant money and that gets them this and that but they don't really really care what they want is that power that they see that somebody else has but once in a while you have somebody like a James Baldwin or a Malcolm X or a Martin Luther King that's not looking for that power. They're looking for that equality. They're looking for lives that lives that, that deserve as much promise and potential as any other life. Those are my heroes. Malcolm just has to happen to be one of them. But um, those are my heroes. Those are the people that taught me. Though I didn't meet any of them in person, um, but those are my heroes. Malcolm stands up there um, amongst all of them. So just happy birthday to Malcolm X. Love you, miss you, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I watch videos on Malcolm a lot. I still do, I still do. Um, and he, think about it, uh, as much as people wanted to label him this hate monger and all of this kind of stuff, Watch Malcolm in his videos. Even when he's tearing somebody up, he always has that smile. <laughs> he always has that smile. There's nothing vindictive or hateful about the dude. Even if he's telling some real harsh truth, there's nothing vindictive and hateful about the dude. And um, to me, he was a great role model. He is a great role model. You know, when I want to get angry and hateful and see something happen and I want to hate this person or hate that person, I think about him. I think about him. You know, I never want to become the monster that I'm fighting. I never want to do that. I don't want to trade places with the monster that I'm fighting. I really don't. I don't want nothing that the monster thinks is admirable. I don't want it. I don't want to trade places. A lot of folks want to trade places. They want that power, that prestige. They want something that feeds the ego. 
They can have it, as far as I'm concerned. My heroes weren't like that. My heroes weren't like that. They wanted it because they were due. It was due to them. They wanted it for their people, whoever their people were, because it was due to them. Because it was a human um, necessity to be treated like a human being. Really easy to be treated like a human being. That's what they wanted. That's what Malcolm wanted. That's what Martin wanted. Um, that's what Noam Chomsky wants. He's still with us. Um, that's what Bertrand Rus- Russell wanted. You know, that's what Stokely Carmichael wanted. You know, I can go on and on. Emma Goldman wanted. You know, it can go on and on. Michael Collins over in Ireland wanted. Treat us with respect. Treat us with respect. Treat us like you want to be treated. One, of the, and hopefully nobody gets really angry with me, uh, angry with me about what I'm about to say. But one of the reasons, it's a lot of reasons, if I'm being honest. But one of the main reasons, I don't, I don't go to church. I don't. I've never liked church. I'm sorry. I like God. I don't like church. I don't. And I'm sorry. I don't want to offend anybody. I really don't. But I'm just being honest, and I speak from my heart. So even if I'm wrong. Please don't be mad at me because I'm speaking from my heart. I don't like church. But one of the main reasons I don't like it is because it has never, for whatever reason, the main message, it has never been able to get across to the people that adhere to the beliefs. And one of the main lessons, in my opinion, but of course I'm just a human being with flaws and I may be wrong, is treat people as you would like them to treat you. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. When the church can do that, and I'm talking about all kinds of churches, synagogues, um, mosques, churches, uh, whatever other names they, they go by, when they can do that, when religion can do that, when they can treat others as it wants to be treated, I'm, they got a full supporter in me. They haven't been able to do it for a thousand years, a couple of thousand years. They have not been able to do it. Either they treat their women like crap. They treat people that don't look like them like crap. They treat gays like crap. They, it goes on and on. It's always an excuse to treat somebody like crap. When the church or these this re, these religious bodies, when they can treat everyone as they want to be treated, like I said, they have a full supporter of me. Um, and we haven't gotten there yet. We haven't gotten there yet. Unfortunately, we haven't gotten there yet. Um, and we keep making all the advances. Technologically, we have all these advances, things that we don't even know. I'm um, in the school I was working in. I was helping a kid. Well, I wasn't really helping him because I don't know anything about computers. I was assisting him in uh, uh, his computer class. He was in a wheelchair, and I was helping him get to the and set up his computer and all that stuff. But as far as the the knowledge of the computer, I have none. I'm learning. I'm learning right along with this guy, and he's in the sixth grade, so I'm learning right along. But the teacher was talking about how many advancements we have that we haven't even seen yet. We're like five, ten years behind of what they actually have in these little laboratories. So we have all of these astonishing um, inventions and discoveries all the time. But you come back to the basic human interaction and we can't get past treating each other because we're different, because we look different. Because we believe different. 
Because our mother went to a different church, our father went to a different church, our uncle didn't go to church. Because we have, because of these differences, we can't treat each other like we want to be treated. Wow. Can you imagine around the globe, regardless of where you go, around the globe, if everybody that said, that confessed, I mean, that, that adhered to some type of belief, whatever it is, and I don't want to argue semantics, that's not important. My point is, if everybody that adhered to some type of belief said, I'm going to treat everyone like I want to be treated. Imagine if that was the personality of the religious institutions around the world. The world would change overnight. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Think about that. Think on that. That's a very simple concept. I'm going to treat the guy that lives next door to me, the woman that lives next door to me, the neighbors that live across the street from me, the person that lives around the corner from me, the person I see in the supermarket, the person I see at the sporting event. I'm going to treat that person like I want to be treated. Can you imagine if religion did that? Or beyond a religion, if people did that. I don't care how much he makes. I don't care what she looks like. I don't care what community they live in. I don't care what their educational, um, where they are educationally. I'm going to treat everyone like I want to be treated. Can you imagine what this world would be like? Can you imagine? Wow. And it's a simple concept. I'm going to treat him like I want to be treated. There's nothing um, amazingly difficult about that concept. It's difficult to do. It's difficult to implement, evidently, because we haven't been able to do it. But if you think about the concept, it's not it's not not difficult at all. It's not brain it's not brain surgery. You know, it's not need, it's not um, studies of physics or anything. I'm going to treat that guy that's sitting next to me like I want to be treated. Period. Just leave it there. I don't have to believe what he believes. I don't have to dress like he dresses. I'm not going to cut my hair like he cut his hair. He grows a beard. I don't want a beard. Um, I'm not going to wear, you know, the lady's not going to wear the dress that my girlfriend might wear or wife might wear or sister might wear. But that's okay. I'm still going to treat them as I want to be treated. Just imagine that. Because they don't listen to the music I listen to. That's okay. I'm still going to treat them like I want to be treated. Because I don't, I don't like that music, but I like this music. But that doesn't have anything to do with him as a person. Imagine that. Imagine that. Um, so we haven't gotten there yet. But anyway. All that going back to Malcolm. And that's what Malcolm woke up in me, that um, to demand what you deserve, period. Don't ask for it. Demand what you deserve. And, let, and, and when people don't give you what, you what you deserve, you make sure that they have to. They don't, have, don't give them a choice. Don't give them a choice. You're going to treat me with respect or you're going to get out of my face, period. It's really simple. You're gonna treat me with respect, or you're gonna get out of my face. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna bring that nonsense to me. So um, that's what I really. But he didn't say it in 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 bitterness and hate hate hatefulness. He said it as any thinking, breathing human being. I want to be treated like a human being. I want to be treated like you want to be treated. It's very simple. It's very simple. Um, so, and, and just imagine how that would go across as, as far as just human interaction, period. Laws, 
You know, if it went if it went in the courtrooms like that, if the courtroom was set up like that, wow! Imagine. There are people riding around in Ferraris right now. People riding around in Ferraris that should be doing federal time right now. But you got some guy, some little poor guy. I'm not saying he's an angel at all. I'm not saying he's an angel. But you got some poor guy that sold some marijuana or some meth or whatever he sold. And he's doing big time. Not saying that he's not a criminal. But that Ferrari guy is riding around in front. He's riding around free because he can afford to pay people off and he has money. He has bounce back money. He's not doing any time. But just imagine if I'm going to treat people like I want to be treated. What if that went into the courtroom? Everybody that comes in here is going to be there's certain laws. If you break them, everyone, everyone will go by this law, not poor people. Not black people, not white people, not brown people, red people, yellow people. Everyone is going to be held accountable by these laws. I don't care how much money you have. Imagine that in the courtroom, guys and ladies. Imagine that. Wow. <laughs> that, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Wow. Anyway. Um, or t- it, 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 it just goes across the board. It's such a it's such a simple concept, but it's such a, a, a life-changing, world-changing concept. Because if you take it and you broaden it and you and you sweep the whole uh, fabric of society with it, think about it. Education. I'm a teacher. I'm giving you this example. The person is a teacher. They have children at home. They know what kind of education they want for their children. So when they go to teach other people's children, they say, hey... I'm going to educate these kids like they were my kids. I'm going to treat these children like I want somebody to treat my children in their private school or wherever they're going. Imagine that. I'm going to take the time necessary to make sure all of these kids learn because I'm going to pretend that these are my children. Imagine how education would change. Instead of, I'm going to the school I don't really like these kids. This is a school that has an opening. These kids are terrible. Um, I don't live in the neighborhoods with these kids. Don't know anything about them. I think their parents are stupid. I'm gonna, and I'm asked to educate these kids, but I don't have high up, high um, opinions or expectations for these kids. That's what you have now. But just imagine getting back to the religious concept: do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Very simple. But it has avoided us. It has avoided us like a slick boxer. You know, one of them boxers, you see him and the guy's right in front of him but can't hit him. <laughs> yeah, one of those slick boxers. Oh, man. Watch some old film uh, of Willie Pep. Check out Willie Pep. Slick boxer. I don't think he ever knocked anybody out. But he make a miss a zillion punches. So a slick boxer. So that's how... Um, that's how uh, uh, doing to others has been. It's been like a slick boxer. It's right in front of us, but it keeps avoiding us. It keeps avoiding us. We cannot get that concept and do anything with it. And until we get that concept, myself included, um, for me, uh, I, I can't do the religious thing. I, I just can't. Um, I don't know how I got on religion. I was talking about Malcolm and all of that stuff. But happy birthday, Malcolm. I got kind of uh, 
sidetracked, but that's what I do. I don't I don't write stuff down and say, oh, I'm going to follow this. I just kind of go with it. Uh, maybe I'll get better at that, but I just kind of like going off the cuff. I, I like going from what's bo- what's either bothering me or what's on my mind at that particular moment. That's what I'm about, just speaking from the heart. And um, I think when you speak from the heart, you'll touch hearts. I really do. When you speak from the heart, you'll touch hearts. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do with this. Thank you for your time. Uh, thank you for your patience with my meandering, meandering all over the place on, on certain topics. But this was mostly about Malcolm X and what he did for me and the impact he had on me. Happy birthday, Malcolm X. Thank you for your contributions. They were not lost on all of us. Some of us held them tight and live with them every single day and try to abide by them every single day in our own way. Um, I said this on another podcast. I had a, I had a chance to, um, and I, I won't go over the whole thing, but I had a chance to be at a panel, not panel discussion. Um, Betty Shabazz, Malcolm's wife, came to a college where I was going uh, for a brief time in Rochester, New York. She went. She came to Nazareth College and spoke about Malcolm and everything. And one thing, after they had a Q&A, they had a question to answer, and I asked her um, some things, but one of the things I asked her, I said, well, how do you feel about these people that when Malcolm was alive, they didn't want anything to do with Malcolm, but once he was dead, they were his friends, and they won a holiday for him on streets, and they, oh, they're Malcolm this and Malcolm that, and she didn't really answer that, but what she said to me was, Malcolm had his way, Martin had his way. Some people like Malcolm's way. Some people like Martin's way. Me personally, I like Malcolm's way, but I think Martin was coming along, coming to the side of Malcolm before he was died, before he was killed. I really do. I've always believed that. Towards the end, he was like, "Oh my God, this integration stuff and letting people spit on you and hit you—that's not working." He knew that wasn't working. You can look at some of his some of his last few speaking engagements and last few interviews. You can hear it. I'm not making up anything. Go check it out for yourself. So he was coming over to that side like, "Woo, this integration." Stuff. These people are crazy. They, they, uh, you can't stop a bully from being a bully by just letting him slap and kick and piss on you. He'll keep doing it. That's the that's the nature of a bully. A bully don't get tired of being a bully. The only time a bully gets tired of being a bully is when you got he has something coming back at him. If he throw a left at you and you throw a right at him, he's going he's going to think about it. That's the only thing that, that stops a bully. You can't stop a bully by loving him, by saying God bless you. He'll never stop. He'll never stop. But anyway, I asked her about um, these people that were his would stay away from him when he was alive. But once once he was dead, they were hopping on the bandwagon, loving Malcolm. She didn't really answer that, but she said Malcolm had his way. Martin had his way. What you have to do. She was talking to me. What you have to do, young man, is define is find your way because they've already tried their way. You have to find your way in all of this. And learn from each one of them or learn from the people that you read about. Develop your way and create something out of that. Don't follow, don't just do what they did. They weren't successful. So you have to add something to what they were doing and come up with your own way. And that was the advice I got from her. And I was like, wow, never thought about that. So we learn and we learn and we learn and we develop. And then we produce something ourselves so happy birthday Malcolm X love you brother thank you for your contribution thank you for your sacrifice you left six six children here without a father I don't know if there's a bigger sacrifice somebody can make 
but thank you for your sacrifice. There's plenty of us that you've saved. Plenty of us that you've saved. I'm Jeffrey Martin. This is Right Away Podcast. Until next time, peace. Well, I never did hate anybody hard. Uh, but I but I do know that when I wrote that letter saying that there were white people in Mecca, it shook up a lot of Muslims because most of the Muslims who follow Mr. Muhammad absolutely believed that it was impossible, physically impossible, I should say divinely impossible, for a white person to go to Mecca. Uh, and my trip there uh, shattered that image or that misconcept. No, I don't worry. I tell you, I'm a man who believed that I died 20 years ago. And I live like a man who is dead already. I have no fear whatsoever of anybody or anything. Right away, let's go.